0: This Podcast, Season 2, Episode 37. It's going to be a long off-season with Maddie and Smitty, brought to you on the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. InsideTheRink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL and ECHL news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink. Download the Inside the Rink app to play our podcast on our podcast page, and you can leave it running in the background without actually staying on the app. And subscribe to Inside the Rink's YouTube page to watch our episodes. Smitty has some info about insi- about uh, ESPN Plus.
1: Yeah, you could sign up for ESPN Plus by going to the Inside the Rink website. Go to InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN and sign up today. I have ESPN Plus and I love all the major league baseball, soccer, college sports, UFC, and much, much more. Uh, so sign up for ESPN Plus at inside the slash ESP. P-N. So this is a, a longer
0: off-season than we had anticipated. And uh, Certainly we were is. talking about this earlier today in how the first-round exit is not only bad as a Bruins fan, but it's, as, it's, it's not great as a Bruins podcaster. No. Because uh, that makes it a long, long time before training camp
1: September like twenty. So, yeah, so you're looking at four months. Yeah, so we're gonna do uh, some you know. we're gonna do some draft stuff and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know, free agency and that kind of stuff. But we're also gonna uh, we're gonna debut a new segment this summer uh, called Benders in the News, and it's uh, gonna be about some uh, so some random people that are out in the news that are doing stupid crap, stupid shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, look forward to that coming up this summertime. At some point, yeah. and uh, you know, if people respond to it, maybe we'll keep it in as we as we move forward. Maybe, maybe. So, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: summer cooler of sorts.
1: Exactly coming out uh, from the uh, Benders
0: podcast and the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. The uh, the Florida Panthers uh, continue to move on, which makes me even more and more irate mm-hmm. as they do so, and they dispatched uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, which isn't the worst thing in the world. No, uh, four games to none. Uh, And now tonight, Vegas and Dallas tied at two in the third. Vegas trying to sweep that one. Not great for the league when you have two sweeps. No. Conference finals. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Not the best thing. No. 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 Gary Bettman, uh, not the best thing for you. Uh, All right. Hey, seven chirps now sponsored by Lobster Brewing, Lobster Brewing and Tasting Room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. (laughs) It's open seven days a week. Use the coupon code sports to get 10% off your online order. Go to Lopsbrewing.com, Follow them at Lops Brewing on social media for new beers and events. Uh, chirp number one. Hampus Lindholm battled a broken foot for about a month at the end of the season and into the
1: playoffs. Why did he play so much? at the end of the season? This is a very good question. I wish I had the answer because we had, we had stated many times on this very podcast that they're resting the wrong set of defensemen. They were yeah. resting the 5th and 6th D-men rotating right. in the bottom guys when the guys that really needed the rest, the McAvoys and the Lindholmes, uh, especially now looking back with Lindholm playing with a broken foot, uh, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense at all. None, none, none. Zero. Uh, so you really have to question montgomery and how he handled kind of the way the bruins were preparing for the playoffs down the stretch with his resting guys not resting guys bergeron's in you know uh all kinds of decisions there uh i think it showed a little bit of his inexperience uh maybe a little bit uh kind of kowtowing to the leadership of the bruins there um guys saying you know I want to play, I want in, uh, where he, as the manager, as a coach, has to really put his foot down and say, look, you know, we've got a bigger picture goal here. Um, You playing in the last game of the season or or some games leading up to the last few games of the season is not as important as being prepared to win a Stanley Cup. And it caught up to them.
0: Yeah, it really seemed as though the team really valued that record almost as much, if not as much, as a Stanley Cup win. And and that kind of hurt them. Um, you know, and, and Fulbert was hurt at the end of the year. And then, of course, Grizzlick, you know, and, you know, the, all the talk about him not being able to stand up, you know, stand up to the physicality of the playoffs. So, so maybe that's the angle with that, with those, you know, bottom guys. But, boy, if you have Lindholm with a broken foot, you know, about a month left in the season, and Forbort came back about five or six weeks in, you know, you can rest that thing for four weeks. I
1: mean, uh, Zaboral's sitting there doing collecting dust. Like play the guy. Yeah. I mean, who? who I mean, it's not like anyone was going to catch you. So you know what I mean? Play the guy. Play play plays You know. Right. And and then you know maybe he's ready to go uh, to step in in the playoffs if someone gets hurt or or whatever the case may be. Um, But it it seemed like um, they really kind of went overboard on the on the you know the search for the record and and playing guys maybe when they uh they shouldn't have.
0: No, when, it, when I mean, what is the point when if a guy is hurt like you know, at what point does the value between that guy and the guy who are replacing him what, what at what point does that become kind of equal? Like what, yeah. you know, if you're talking about Bergeron with an herniated disc, I mean at one po- at what point is that person is that player not you know, just not as not at full strength and not as good of a player if he's Pretty severely injured.
1: Yeah, I mean you're talking <laughs> like, about, yeah. oh, do you want seventy percent of Bergeron or right. or a hundred percent of so and so or seventy percent or sixty percent of Lindholm versus a hundred percent of Zaboro. Well, right. I mean, it's not really apples to apples there because not only is it a hundred percent versus sixty percent, it's also you don't need to play the fucking guy. You don't. No, you don't. You don't need to play him because you have a huge lead in the division and you could rest the guy so that he's ready when the games do matter, when the games do count. Uh, so I, I just, I, I think they really, really mismanaged kind of how they handled things down the stretch uh, and, and in the playoffs too. I mean, it, it, they didn't, they didn't make, they made more panic moves. It seemed like and inexperienced moves than uh, good solid moves when it, when it really counted.
0: Yeah. And there were people that were saying like, you know, they really need to rest, guys. But I think they, they got less heat about it because of the record and the potential yeah, record. Sure. Some people were like, okay, you know, they're going to get the record, so it's, it's okay. But at the end of the day, it just wasn't okay. Like it, no. it wasn't okay. And it's a it's, – it's a, I mean, you can judge how big of a factor it is, but it's a pretty big factor. I mean, if Bergeron becomes a shell of himself and Lindholm has a broken foot – and guys are guys are all banged up. All, all markets kind of a little dinged up. Like it's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I don't know how big of a deal, but it's a pretty big one. Um, all right. chirp number two rumors surrounding trade talks between Edmonton and Boston. Leon Dreisaitl reportedly off limits. Who would you like to see from that roster if it does come together?
1: Uh, Really, honestly, I mean, obviously it's McDavid and Dreisaitl, but those yeah, guys sure. are both untouchable, I would think. Um, you, you know, you're talking about having a trade past to knock and McAvoy probably, you know, to get either one of those sure. guys um, to me, it's it's, and I, I don't think they would do it to me. It's Zach Hyman, a guy like that, who's an energy yeah. guy who, who has some speed, has some um, jam, has mm-hmm. some scoring touch. So that's a guy, uh, even though he's not a center, that's a guy that I would want. Uh, I think even more than Nugent Hopkins, even though you need a center, um, you, know, 70, you know, 70% of his points were on the power play. Right. I mean, so is that <laughs> right. the McDavid and Dreisaitl factor? Is that being right. out there and, like, the guy when you, you win a face-off and it goes to, you know, Dreisaitl and he passes to McDavid and he scores and then you have a point? Like, right. how many right. were primary assists? How many were, you know, McDavid making an amazing play and feeding it to you for a wide-open net because he draws everyone to him? You know, so uh, that kind of makes me a little leery of a guy like Nugent Hopkins, who, Uh you know, he was a fine player. He's always been a pretty good player. And he had a he had a phenomenal year. But before, you know, McDavid got there, he wasn't any great shakes. So um, to me, it's a guy like Zach Hyman, I think.
0: Yeah. And Hyman has had two great years. This year was a terrific year. Yeah. But obviously, he's playing with, you know, high-end talent. But mm-hmm. he also did in Toronto, too. I mean, it wasn't like, mm-hmm. you know, the guy has never played with any talent. Uh, but he did have his, his highest point total was 41 with Toronto. He had point totals of 54 and then 83 this season. Uh, 36 goals uh, this season for, for Edmonton. He's 30 years old. But I, I like that call. I mean, that's not a bad guy. If if you had to, you'd probably have to move on from like a a DeBrusque or something.
1: I would assume. Yeah, probably. I home, mean, he's a hometown kid too, so yeah, you know, maybe I mean, that's the type of thing. You would but do. you would have to. I think DeBrusque and some other piece too to um, to bring Hyman in because I believe sure. Hyman's in the in the Hall Marshand range of like you know six times six or something around those six times seven somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. So. It's not yeah. just DeBrusque; you probably have to move a different contract as well. You know, maybe a Grizzly or somebody like that. But um, and I, I mean, they love Hyman there, so I, I, I don't think they're looking to make that trade. But maybe DeBrusque, you know, maybe Debrusk to them makes it worth it. You know, he's a younger guy. Um, right. You know, he has some upside. Maybe putting him with McDavid and and you know, because DeBrusque has a lot of speed. I mean, maybe that's a play that they'd be interested in.
0: Yeah, I mean, is that, uh, Hyman uh, signed a. Was it a five-year deal? Um, no, a seven-year deal. Seven years at 38 and a half. So he, he's a five and a half okay. uh, salary cap hit, uh, and that ends 27, 28. So he still has five years left on that deal. Um, but, you know, with his production at five and a half million, that's, that's not terrible. No. Nope. That, that, that deal is going to get more and more valuable. Uh, or, or have better value mm-hmm. as it goes forward. So, um, yeah, and I, and I like, you know, obviously Nugent Hopkins would be, would be nice, or someone like that. Edmonton has to do something because they, they haven't been able to get there and they have Dreisaitl and, and McDavid making big money. Um, you know, I wonder if they would move on eventually, maybe not this year, but maybe if they don't, if they don't win a cup next year, maybe they really have to make a hard look at Dreisaitl. Uh, or maybe McDavid says, time for me to leave. You, know, you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, chirp number three. Seems to be some dirty play during the postseason. Uh, Max fines are only
1: $5,000. Is, is that enough? No, it's not enough at all. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. With the amount of money that these guys are making, I mean, they find coaches and stuff more money for speaking ill in the media. You know, you get twenty five grand for saying that the referee sucks. But if you cross check someone in the neck, you know, you get five grand. You know, grand. Uh, unless you but get Sol suspended, five then they
0: to go into the into the boards there from behind. Uh, he got five
1: uh, five thousand dollars fine. Jamie Ben, um, I think he was suspended. He James. was suspended. Yeah. So that that yeah. takes you know game checks away. But yeah. you know, if it's yeah. just if it's a minor infraction. You know, mm-hmm. the maximum they can find somebody is $5,000. Oh, right. It's ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous. it doesn't it doesn't deter anything. 5000 bucks is a drop in the hat for most of these guys. It is.
0: And you can't police it on the ice as much anymore. Because no. they really won't let you fight that much, and you mm-hmm. really don't want to fight in the playoffs. So guys are just taking liberties. I mean,
1: Sam Bennett continues to take, like, little, like, douchey kind of yeah, I mean, liberties they're, they're, all the time. Yeah, I mean, you know? they, that's how they play. They have a bunch of guys who play at or over the edge and because all of them do it and they do it regularly, they get away with it because you can't call. It's like the old Flyers teams. You can't call a penalty. If there's a penalty every second, you're on the ice. Right. And that's why Gutis does it. Yeah. That's why Gutis can get away with what, yeah, that's why he gets away with that. That's why Bennett gets away with it. That's why, you know, Reinhardt gets away with it. That's why Chachuk gets away with it. That's why Ekblad gets away. I mean, they get away with a ton of shit because all yeah. of them do it all the time.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, it's it's and it seems to be a little more, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just haven't really paid as much attention. It just seems like there's, there's more of that kind of stuff. Or maybe it's sort of regenerating more of that kind of stuff. Maybe right. there hasn't been as much, you know, as much, I guess, in the last few years, but it seems like it's we're back to... You know, just taking some real cheap shots and real, you know, kind of dirty plays mm-hmm. uh, in the playoffs. So but if you're not going to police it, then, you know, of course, it'll take someone to get hurt for something to, to yeah. happen. Uh, all right. Chirp four. Frank Cervalli, uh reports that Tyler Bertuzzi deal could be five or six years at five point two five million. Do you believe that, and, and, and wouldn't you just sign him?
1: <laughs> I don't believe yeah. that at all. I think that is an I absolute uh, undersell by, yeah. by Frank Ceravelli. uh But if he wants to sign with the Bruins for five or six years at 5.25, hell, yeah. 5.5, I'll give him an extra yeah. 250 just right. for fun, just for shits and yeah. giggles. You know, If he wants to sign for six years at five and a half per, yeah. sign me up today, right now. Yeah. Let's get it done. Immediately. He's
0: essentially he's essentially signing the deal that Charlie Coyle signed like a few years ago. Right. Like it's it's like fast forward a few years and sign the same type of deal.
1: I mean I, I just don't think that's true. Yeah, I mean I know he didn't have a great year overall. Like he, once he got right. to the Bruins and in the postseason he did. But overall he didn't have a very good year. So no I mean, no. I guess that plays into it a little bit, but the year before, he had what 34 goals, I think. 30 goals, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, he has to be somewhere in that range, I would think. I would um, think. you know, and I think there's some teams out there with space, so I think somebody's gonna give him a better deal than that. Yeah. You have to yeah, think.
0: There, there are teams, and if, if I'm a team with space was isn't very good, I'm 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 giving him another uh, an extra
1: million a year or whatever. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to sign him. Does he I want think. to go there though? That's the thing. Does now oh, that he's he got a thing. taste of the yeah. playoffs, does yeah. he want to go somewhere where he's just gonna kind of yeah. rot in mediocrity, or does he want to be involved in in you know chasing a cup? Right. Well, so, does he
0: want to go back to Detroit, who you know seems to be up and coming? Yeah, and has some young talent and has a chance right now to really get better quickly. Sure. Uh, maybe he goes back to Detroit. Um, and I and I think that's I mean, it could be in the back of his head. Yeah, uh, and maybe and maybe for the Bruins you have to give him a little more to keep them away from Detroit. I mean, you don't know the cir- circumstances. No, you don't. You know, it's. Uh, I I hope they sign him. I mean, do I want him to you know to break the bank and start moving all these pieces around? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's it's it's you know you fall in love with guys for postseason performance, but then we've seen in the past when you sign them, a couple of years later. You know, you're like, okay, like maybe it wasn't the greatest idea. Maybe we felt, maybe we were romanticized about the thing. You right. Know? So it's, 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 it's not as cut and dry as it seems. Uh, all right. Chirp five. Good teams are being eliminated early because of this. Some of this, because of this weird divisional playoff setup, the league needs to go back to
1: the old format. This is not good for the league. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't like it at all. I never have. I, I, no. I didn't like it. Uh, I mean, it's been—the Atlantic division has been very good for a long, long time. And so there was a lot of years there where the Bruins and and, and Leafs were playing each other in round one. And both teams usually had over 100 points, and the Leafs were yeah. getting eliminated every year. One yeah. of the top teams in the league, one of the best records right. in the league, was going out in round one because they have this cocktail thing where you got to play out of your division. Um, right. So I, I hate it. I think they should go one through eight in the East. You know, the two div- top two division winners and then, this, you know, the next six best records and just mm-hmm. seed it accordingly and same thing in the West and, and then just play. Well, uh, they used to play. They used to play divisional
0: first, like Adams division yeah. first and then get into the other
1: teams afterwards back in the 80s. You know, yeah, that's what they're doing now. Know. But the teams don't play each other enough for it to matter. Right, they don't. It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't
0: matter. So if you're only playing the Montreal
1: Canadiens three times yeah. all year, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, I right. mean, if you're going to do a divisional playoff, then play those guys a bunch of times during the regular season so that right. shit matters. And right. then, you know, then there's heated rivalries and there's hatred. And, I mean, right. how much yeah. hatred can you develop when you play a team three times in a regular season? There's not, yeah. not a lot of hate there. You play, you know, you play every team about the same. So unless you're playing them in the playoffs, you know, year after year after year, uh, you're not really developing those those rivalries.
0: Yeah, so I think you're right. If they if they were to stay with this format, I think they have to, you know, go back to you play, you know, certain teams like one time a year or once yeah. or twice most. And then the other teams, you're playing, you know, five or six times a year. Yeah. You know, you're playing them quite a bit, you know. Um, all right, Chirp Six. Are you concerned that the core members of the Bruins going forward
1: have what it takes to win a cup. So, you did say going forward, because they have won one. So, we yeah, know they so can... like the McAvoy's, the
0: Pasenak's, right. guys who haven't won it.
1: Right. So, yes, I am concerned. Yeah. I, I think anybody should be concerned, because um, they haven't played their best when it's mattered. Like, McAvoy did not have a good playoff. He didn't. Um, you know, Pasenak was fine, but, you know, he has a tendency you know, when the games kind of pick up in the physicality to be a little less involved, um, there's not as many penalties call. I mean, the playoffs this year is a little bit different. There's penalties all over the place and power plays all over the place. But generally speaking, you don't see a lot of power play time in the playoffs. So it makes them a little less effective. Um, right. And that's probably part of the reason Edmonton's out. You know, they depended on that power play more than anybody. And, right. and, you know, when push comes to shove, you get deep in the playoffs. that. People start to put the whistle away. You got to find other ways to win. So I am concerned about uh, about this core moving forward because they haven't, you know, they haven't really won uh, big games when it's mattered. So until they do it, I think you have to have a. There's a little bit of a question there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I mean, I it's like the the McAvoy thing is is something that I mean he's a I mean. McAvoy has got to be like the guy who kind of dictates it. Like, like Ray Bork used to do like Chara did. Like he's got to be the guy that kind of dictates, you know, how the team plays and, and if the team can step up in these big situations, he's got to be that guy. I mean, he's making a lot of money and he, he, they've invested a lot of years in him, and he's got to be that guy. And, you know, he hasn't, we talked about his offensive abilities. And, you know, I think offensively, this is kind of who he is. Like, and in, in, he's better than he was. Um, I don't think he's a great power play guy. Like, I don't. And I think he's, you know, he's kind of a brick shit house. He kind of, you know, he kind of plays with a little bit of reckless abandon at times. And I don't think he's as smooth offensively as you need in a power play quarterback type of guy. Like I think he struggles at times and I think the power play struggles at times. And I think that he's, he's part of that. I don't think he's the whole reason or even the biggest reason, but I think he's part of that. I don't think he's great at it. I think he's, you know, decent. Um, but I think he's gotta be the guy that like, you know, they, they kind of follow him. And I I think he didn't play that well in this series. I thought there was one game there in Florida where he, he had like eight hits and he set the tone early. That's what he needs to do. But then, that, then that, it kind of fell off again afterwards and, um, you know, didn't love his game at times. So in Pasternak is, you know, his value, most of his value is in the goal scoring. You know, it's, it's, in, it's in the goal scoring. So, I mean, he's been better at the whole physicality thing over the course of his career he'll um, you know, he'll hit guys and he'll win some pucks and stuff. He's not, like, completely adverse to hitting. But, you know, he's he his value is in goal scoring. So when he's not, the fans get on him and his game suffers. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it all depends on how they put this team together going forward. And I think they need some tough, gritty, like, you know, I hate to say the whole Bruins way because I think people get too caught up in that old way you know, to an extreme, but I think there is a level of, like, gritty grinder, you know, kind of what we're seeing with Florida, you know, gritty grinder, like, what we saw with St. Louis in 19, like, that type of thing, and surround those guys with the gritty grinder types, um, you know, and try, to, and try to make some runs, but I am a little bit concerned about it as we go forward, because those guys are here for a while, <laughs> a long while. hmm uh, all right, trip number uh, seven, watching some playoff hockey and seeing electric arenas around the league. Is TD Garden
1: electric enough?
0: Is it, is it, do we get wacky enough
1: in there? No. We don't. No, we don't. No, and, and the problem is, um, number one, we're a little bit spoiled. Yeah, um, sure. Number two is that we want our teams to perform, and when they don't perform, we're not going to cheer them. That's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. We are not going to be yahoos for you while you're playing bad. Mm -hmm. That just is not the way we operate here. It never has been, and it never will be. So if you're looking for somebody to just go out there and drink a thousand beers and just be screaming and yelling for you when you're turning the puck over and giving up odd man rushes the other way, go to Carolina, go to Vegas, go to Florida, go somewhere else because it's not going to happen here. We're going to boo you when that happens. We're not going to cheer you. So, uh, if you want an electric arena, you have to play well, you have to come yeah. out, you have to, you have to hit somebody hard, get the crowd amped up, score a goal early, you know, fight somebody. You have to do something worthy of praise to get praise as right. simple as that.
0: You do. And I think that it's, a, it's as simple as the the Bruins fans are so invested in the team that they get nervous. Yeah. And, that's, that's true. When it's like, you know, when it's sort of a 50-50 thing, like, are we going to win? Are we going to lose? And you can't just let yourself go because you're so nervous. Like, I think a lot of Bruins fans sit, you know, at the game and, like, watch the game intently. Oh, yeah. As you're watching it, you're not screaming your head off. Like, no. You're not waving your towel. Like, you're watching, like, on your hands, like – boy, I hope we score a goal here. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's a big part of it. You see that that place get real silent when you go down one nothing in a big game. It, it always happens. Like, it doesn't – they don't stay to that level when they go down because they're so – I mean, we're nervous. We're nervous that we're not going to win or that, you know, we can't – we have to focus on the game. We focus on the game. And I think some of these other places like Carolina and Florida and – them. Um, you know, they're just out there having a good old time and you know, they're still in its infancy stage with, with hockey and they're still, you know, they don't have a deep rooted their grandfather didn't watch hockey. Yeah. So they're just kinda, you know, like you said, drinking beers and flipping towels and you know, and I think the Bruins fans just don't get into that thing. Um and I think it's you know, is it a reason why that they didn't they don't that they lose some big games at home? I think it's more so that the team gets tight in times at home, uh, especially when they're the favorite or if they need to win like in 19. Like I, I think the team,
1: the team gets tight gets and see then see the things. crowd gets tight and then it's, and then it's
0: just like this cloud cast over the thing. Right. You know? And I, mm-hmm. so I think that's, that's definitely a, a thing. Um, all right. Hey, interesting rule changes in champions hockey league. Would you want these in the NHL? First one. Minor penalties dealt the same as major. So that means a team which caused a minor penalty will remain shorthanded, even if the opposing team scores a goal. Love it. I love it. Love it. I love that. Scores many goals in that two minute. Make that two minute. You're in the box for two minutes, period. Yep. Like you're in there. Yeah. Like that may, you know, maybe people think twice, you know, maybe if your penalty kill is 88% or whatever, you know, maybe, you think twice about that because if they do score, we're still out there ready to score again. I, I love that. I love that idea.
1: Me too. I, really I, do. I do. That's a that's a
0: really good one.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right.
0: Second one is serving delayed penalties. A minor penalty will be served even if a goal is scored while a delayed penalty is pending. I like that too. Love it because I think you get off the hook. Like you make a you you commit a penalty, especially yeah. if it's a, you know it's kind of a shitty
1: penalty. Uh, you should serve that penalty. You should. What if it's a four-minute high-sticking penalty and yeah. you score while it's delayed? I wave it off. Wave yeah. it off. No. Yeah. No. Serve the whole thing. Yeah. <clears throat> serve <throat> 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 like the whole thing. Enact the first thing so they you score in the delayed, and then the guy's got to sit in there for two full minutes. Maybe you score yeah. two or three more goals. Yeah, awesome. You just keep. Scoring I love goals. it. I love it. Yeah. Hey, uh, for a league that likes to take goals away, how about yeah. let's let's play to score more goals. Let's let's, let's do the more score goals. more goals thing. Yeah. So these these rules would be in effect to help teams score more goals. So I'm all yes. for it. All 1, for 1, it.
0: One thousand percent. And that goal, and that goal the other night with, uh, well, last night with Kachuk scoring with four seconds left, and and there was a stick like near the pads and everything, and people saying no goal, like no, that's a goal, dude. Have the defenseman get his ass out of there. Yeah. Like that's a goal. Like I did, count count the fuck. Count the goals. Count the no fucking goals.
1: Tack goalie interference penalties. Nope. Like, for God's sake. The goalies now are selling it, too, which drives oh, me insane. Oh, they, they move into it. They like, do. They, they could feel it and move into it. They, they, they feel it and move into it. They reach out and try to create yeah. contact. I saw a yes. play that they took away a goal. I can't remember what series it was in now. The goalie was sliding left to right. The guy was yeah. not in his way. And the goalie literally reached out with his glove hand and, like, hit into him. And he yeah. slid past the net. And then somebody got the puck and scored. And they waved it off. I could yeah. not believe it.
0: I mean, what are you looking at as an official? Like, what's the essence of the friggin' penalty? Oh like, my god! What are, what are we trying to accomplish? Dude? Can we have goals? Like, Can we make the league have goals? For like oh, fuck's sake! They they race over there like we got to disallow that. Like they love it. And I they don't do. Understand why? Like, oh my god! Uh, all right. And the third thing is shorthander uh, races current minor penalty. So if a shorthanded team scores. The minor
1: penalty against will end. I like that too. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That is one of my, That's one of my favorite things ever. So if you yes. if you score short handed, your guy comes yeah. out of the box. It's like catching the ball and dodgeball. You catch it, yeah. boom! Somebody else yeah, comes boom, in. Let's go! Is, yes, <laughs> I love it. Yes, exactly I love it, it. Catching the ball. It yes, that's what it is. I love that too. I do. I. I doub- really they do. should. They should uh, enact all of these rules. I love they it. They should. I tell you what, that would make people, teams
0: second guess the five forward power play. Sure, if you did this thing, like it would. Someone goes down and scores a shorthanded goal. Now, now the guy comes out of the box. Like, and talk about a momentum changer, even yeah. more. Like Jesus, like I, I, I love that too. I love all these three. And you know, you know what, I'm okay with the NHL trying it in preseason. Like, try
1: it in preseason, try it in the AHL, see how it works down there, and yeah, then H- bring it up. AHL. whatever. Sure. I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah but right. I'm we're I'm all ask, in. Uh, Let's do it. We're gonna ask we're gonna ask uh, uh,
0: Terence Wallen next week about those. See what he see what he thinks as a coach about those. Because I think you know put those in the e- ECHL or, or or AHL or whatever.
1: Yeah. And see see how it uh, see how it plays out. But I I love them all, and I think they make perfect sense. Too. They really do. I think, it's, I think it's fantastic, and I think it would make people think twice maybe about taking minor penalties. It might, you might make a coach think twice about a coach's challenge. You know, if you're a challenge and you get it wrong, you get a minor penalty against, then you've got a, yeah. a full two minutes you're in there. Yeah, so, if your penalty kill is you know,
0: 28th in the league, yeah. you're not going to want to challenge it because if you don't, you might give up three goals right on the power play. You know, it's, I, I love it. I, I just absolutely love it. Uh, All right, DraftKings Sportsbook, Boston's hometown sportsbook, is live right here in Massachusetts. Bet local on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home with DraftKings. To celebrate, all new customers will receive up to $200 in bonus bets when you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook using code ITR. You can now bet local on money lines, spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbooks, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and sign up with code ITR to get up to $200 in bonus bets to use now that mobile sports betting is live in Massachusetts. That's code ITR only at DraftKings Sportsbook.
1: If you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, call 800-327-5050 or visit helplinema.org to speak with a trained specialist, free and confidentially, 24-7, 21 plus, physically present in mass, eligibility restrictions apply, subject to regulatory licensing requirements, eligibility and deposit restrictions apply, opt-in required, bonus issued as free bets, terms at draftkings.com slash MA.
0: All right, beauties, beauties and benders and three beauties for this week. Beauty number three, Sergey Bobrovsky. They're going to love you, eh?
1: They're going to be loving you from dawn until dusk.
0: I'll tell you, Bobby, Bobby, who wasn't great in the, uh, in the Bruins series, you know, stats-wise, did make some enormous saves. He made, some huge, he made some huge, huge series. saves. Huge ones. Uh, but statistically not great. But now, since that, I think I saw him at like a 950 save percentage or something outrageous since that series ended.
1: Yeah, and his goals uh, saved above expected is uh I think higher than when Vasilevsky uh won the Smythe. So he's having wow. a really 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 good postseason. Yeah. Uh yeah. and he single-handedly, I mean uh, there were there was a few moments in that Bruins series where he single-handedly kept the Florida Panthers in the series. Uh, there was a few times where the Boston gets another goal. You know, the series is probably over and Boston wins. So uh, you know, we could be looking at the Bruins in this uh, Eastern Conference Final, uh, yeah. or going to the Stanley Cup Finals rather than Florida if if uh, they had stuck with who was it, Leon Lyon?
0: Uh, yeah, it was it was uh, Alex Lyon. Yeah. yeah. So journeyman. Yeah, and you know what? It it it. This is a tweet that was uh, that I saw earlier, and this and this makes me think of it. The last, since 2010, here are the goaltenders who won the Stanley Cup, uh, the starting goalies who won the Stanley Cup. Darcy Kemper last year, Vasilevsky twice, Binnington, Holtby, Flurry, Murray, Crawford quick, Crawford quick, Thomas Crawford.
1: So that's not, you know. It's not really a who's who other than Vasilevsky. It's not really yeah, a who's who of,
0: really good, of but elite goaltending. Guys?
1: I mean, Bobrovsky won it as at one point. Um, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it was, you know, quite a few years ago. Um, so, but, yeah, I mean, it's not really a who's who of, of goaltenders. So, I yeah, mean,
0: so, you got to... So, so do you put too much value in, like, getting a great goaltender? Like, obviously, it's great to have Martin Brodeur or something. Or Patrick yeah. Ball, of course it is. But, I mean, is it really to go out and invest... And a guy. I mean look at Tucarask. He he never won one. I mean he made seven million dollars a year.
1: Yeah, I mean Lundqvist didn't win. Lundqvist didn't win. I mean, I mean he is a guy who was lauded as one of the great goaltenders. Yeah. I mean there's there's been a ton of guys. Uh, you know, your Sorokins and your, you know, Sir Starkins now with the Rangers and the yeah. Islanders are both really, really good and, and have had yeah. amazing years. Um, you know, UC Saros with Nashville's been 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 great at times. So um, you know, uh, Connor Hellebuck with Winnipeg's been been up there a bunch uh, and those teams don't win. So it it, it isn't just the goalie. It's, it's, you know, the goalie getting hot at the right time, playing good defense, you know, puck bounces, you know, all kinds of things in the playoffs. Um, So yeah, I think maybe, maybe, you know, you don't spend as much, on the goaltender yeah. position, and, and you hope you get no. you know really good goaltending and make the saves you're supposed to make, and then make make a few you don't and right. and uh, aren't supposed to make, and then and then uh, hopefully you can you can win.
0: Oh, well, as Bruce Cassidy would say, you know, we need a save there. Yeah,
1: you know, need to save absolutely. There.
0: Uh, all right, beauty number two, Jonathan Marchessault.
1: Gonna love you, eh? they're gonna be loving you from dawn until dusk.
0: You know, Marchessault has played in every Vegas Knights playoff. Game in history, in Vegas's history, uh, and an underrated player. I mean, he's he, the guy. The guy performs. I mean, the guy has been really, really good for them since 2017. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get a lot of talk about him, but he's a good, solid NHL player.
1: Yeah, he really is. He's had uh, he's had really good playoffs for them. I mean, obviously they went to the Cup final in their first year, so yeah. uh, you know, and he had a lot to do with that. He was a big part of that team. Um, yeah, sure. so, I uh, I mean, he's been a really good performer there for a long time. And, and I think he is a, an underrated player, you know, across the league, maybe being out in Vegas, you know, West coast team that, you know, a lot of people don't see him, uh, very often, but, uh, yeah, really underrated guy and, and, uh, and a solid, you know, solid player for them.
0: And a guy who had 30 goals of Florida the year before he went to Vegas. Yeah. In the expansion, and then and then twenty, you know, twenty seven, twenty five, twenty two, eighteen, thirty, and then this year twenty eight goals. Yeah, I mean the guy is consistent too, mm-hmm. and he's, you know, he's just a, a really good player, and he's stepping up big again for, for Vegas again here, and he's, you know, he's, he's he's thirty, he's thirty three, yeah, mm. thirty three years old, so older uh, than I thought. Yeah, older than I thought, and uh, and has been in the league for for a bit, and uh, is is doing really well for them. And then uh, beauty number one, Paul Maurice,
1: gonna love you, eh? They're gonna be loving you from dawn until dusk.
0: Paul Maurice has just said the right things, done the right things. Uh, you know, he's really good behind the bench. I mean, we've liked him for some of this, just <laughs> memes and things. And, <laughs> Uh, he has you know, one of the best
1: said, hockey memes of all he time.
0: He he says, you know, the the fuck off, fuck you, fuck him. Fuck, fuck you. Him. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck
1: him, fuck you, fuck off, yeah. you fucking fuck yeah. or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. one of the right. one of the best hockey memes yes. you will ever see. You he will said, ever see. He,
0: fu- he yells fuck off. I mean, 25 times a game
1: he like does anytime there's any call he doesn't like fuck ah. i mean like, he is a man after my own heart let me tell oh you my god let he me tell you grumpy i could go i could guy. go i could go fuck for fuck with paul maurice i bet oh you could you absolutely
0: <laughs> could i'd love to get paul maurice on see how many fuck offs we can say to each other
1: <laughs> oh, beauty oh uh, what a what a beauty what an absolute yeah. beauty no doubt yeah Uh, and now we'll get to some guys and this, this is, this is a coach here who, who, uh, you know, when he played, yeah. Uh, when he played was, was, uh, you know, a a grinder and a, and a guy like that, but Rod Brindamore. I'm a bender. What? I mean, this guy talk about what a whiny bitch this guy is. Oh yes. And his, and his, in his post game presser, he said, we didn't lose four games. Really buddy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Really buddy. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Pretty sure you did lose four yeah. in a row.
0: <laughs> we didn't get swept. I mean, I saw the games. We were in the game. Yeah. we were there. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get swept. Are you yeah, delusional?
1: You did. Yeah, you uh, did. as well as being whiny. Um, yeah, yeah. He just has a has a sour puss on his face all the time. He looks like he whines and complains about everything. It's just he, he's a guy that just rubs me the wrong way, and I just can't stand yeah. it.
0: Well, how about how about them losing twelve straight Eastern Conference Finals games?
1: They've been swept
0: three times in a row when they,
1: I mean, it's tremendous, really It's fantastic. And,
0: and, you know, you have to talk about, you talk about Boston, you got to talk about Carolina or this, like they've had a chance at last year and mm-hmm. this year, like they've had chances with people said, okay, Carolinas yeah. really come and they, they can win this thing mm-hmm. and they failed twice. Like in Brindamore Moore has been at the center of it. Mm-hmm. Like in last year, he bought calls with his talk after the games and the, sort of playing the officials just like Craig Berube did. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he tries to play that, you know, passive aggressive kind of comments in the media and stuff. And he's just kind of a dink, you know, yeah. uh, as a coach. And they've, they haven't done well. It'll be interesting to see what will happen with him. You know, if, if he can't get this thing right, because they have a good roster, they have a good
1: talent. They do. Roster. They have a really good roster. So with a lot they of talent
0: tried to win. I mean, they've spent money and mm-hmm. tried to win. Um of course, Max Pacioretty, that was that was, you know, that was a tough one. I mean, he goes down, but I mean, Veshnikov, too. It's Veshnikov, Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it happens. I mean, it happens with every team. Yeah, sure does. Um, but yeah, he they've they've tried and they really went for it this year and and that was a wet fart from them in that series. Uh, you know, of course, Florida's hot, but Carolina should, win that, should have won that series. I thought they were going to win the series. Yeah. I, mean, I thought it was set up for Carolina. Sure. And then they, and then they get swept.
1: Well, no, that's too bad. Uh, so, bender number two is Max Domi.
0: Have a Bender. What a douche I mean, <laughs> And people keep talking about like last year and this year, like Max Domi a guy that, that you know, Sweeney likes rumors say that Sweeney likes him and that the, he kind of is connected with the Bruins the last couple of years. And now I've heard even now coming into the off season, will they go get Max Domi? I, I just, first of all, I don't think the guy produces all that great No, and he's kind of douchey. And I, I don't, I don't think he makes you better. Like I just don't, I, I don't want Max Domi. Give me, give me somebody else to play center, second line, or third line center, or whatever. I'd rather have Coyle play second line center, um, and have you know somebody else play third line center. Have a rookie play it or something. I don't, I don't like Domi at all, and I don't. It's not just because I don't like the guy or the, the way he
1: plays. I don't think he produces all them. I don't think he's that great. No, I don't. I don't think he's that great. Um, I, I do think. Um that the Bruins have a tendency to be a little too nice. Yeah. So I do think they sure. could use a little more dirtbaggery on their team. You yeah. know, uh, Martian's kind of getting away from it. Um, yes. But, you know, I was expecting kind of a little more of that from Hathaway. Yeah. Um, Bertuzzi yeah. had a really good playoff. I think he's a guy who could, play that role to a certain degree, and maybe Trent Fredericks to a certain degree, but I think they could use more, like, Sam Bennett types, like, like you know, Sam Reinhardt types, like, yeah. not necessarily Radgo Gudas because I think he sucks at his job. I think yeah. he's a terrible defenseman. Well, but I a guy like that, who's just a pain right. in the fucking ass all the time. Right. all the time. You know, yeah. they don't really have guys like that. Their guys are good guys. They're nice guys. They're guys you would want to root for. But yeah. I think... In general, they could use, not necessarily Max Gomi, because I agree with you there, but guys of that ilk that maybe are a little bit on the edge, a little bit over the edge, a little bit where your head's going to be on a swivel, he's going to bother you all game, maybe you take a stupid penalty, you know, Uh things like that. I think they need a little more of that kind of grittiness on their team Uh to just, um, you know, I think that's kind of more of the playoff style where it's a little dirtier. And I think they yeah. could use some more guys like that.
0: Now, do they, do you think, I mean, I know there's two different coaches now from different coach from last year, but do you think they, they don't coach it enough? I mean, is that a coachable, do, do people coach that?
1: I don't think you can, like, I don't think you can coach that. I, don't, I really don't. I don't think like all of a sudden you can turn Brandon Carlo into a headhunter. You just can't. Right. Like he's, he's not going to, he'll, he'll never be Jacob Truba. Never. No. No. Um, you know, he'll play with it. I mean, I think they coach like stick position and stuff like that. And it, and it works like they, they were, you know, the lowest, the best defensive team in the league during the regular season. But when it comes to playoff times, you got to clear the front of the net or elbow a guy in the head or cross check him in the neck yeah. to get him off your goalie or out in front of right. the net. Do they have guys willing to do that? I don't right. think so. I really don't. No. I don't um, think so. Cause they, I think You're they're right too nice. That. They're not trying to in, go out there and injure somebody they're trying to, to play the game the right way, which is all well and good. But can you win that way? I'm not 100% sure you can. Right. And I think in defensively, I think that that's been a problem for them. Yeah. And
0: I think that they went and got Orlov who's, you know, he's a you know, rugged guy and, mm-hmm. you know, he plays physically and stuff, but maybe they should have gotten gone out and tried to get a guy like that. Like Derek Forbord, in a perfect world would be that type of guy, but he's not. No. Know what I mean he's a he's a stay at home kind of guy and he's a shot blocker and he's a he's kind of a grinder type defenseman, but he's not a guy that's gonna rub your face in the ice
1: no in the slot. So they used you know? to have that though, and that maybe that's like the eleven team had Adam McQuaid who would yeah, who would, would like snap. Char would do that. Yeah, Chara would do that. Adam McQuaid yeah. would snap and kill you. Yes, Kevin would. Millar uh, w- uh, would kill you, not Kevin yeah. Millar. <laughs> Kevin Miller, <laughs> yeah, he'd kill you. Uh, he would kill you. Andy Ference yeah. would kill you. Like Seidenberg was difficult to play. Yeah. Like they had yeah. guys who were mean. Ferentz, yeah, Ference was a little nutty. He yeah. was. They they had guys that were mean they at the net. Don't, their defensemen aren't mean enough. No, they so they aren't. And I it and and it needs to it needs to go throughout the roster. Like you just can't have mean defense. You need to have some forwards that, you know, play that kind of style as well. So I think, you know, that's something maybe that they're missing a little bit. Um, and I think that's what people talk about when they say, you know, the big Brad Bruins, like that's what they want. They want guys who are physical and mean and that will hit and fight and stand up for each other and stand up for the goalie and so forth. Right. Um, that's kind of you. I mean, you can't just fight everybody these days and, no. and you know, it's a, it's a different league now. But you can be mean and physical uh, in front of your net and, yeah. and, and, and in the corners when, you know, you're battling somebody and they don't really seem to do that. It's really more like I'm trying to win the puck and we're trying to transition. It's not like right. I'm going to injure this. I'm going to hurt this guy and take the puck from him. It's just like I'm going to take right. the puck from him.
0: Well, I mean, you see with Goodis. I mean, he's, yeah. like you said, he's not very good. No, he's terrible. Right? But but he plays his role of just being yeah. an asshole, sure. And that's and you're right. The the, the Bruins defense this year, I mean, Clifton does can, is capable of doing that, or willing to do that. But he's not very good. He's not he's not very good, and he can't. I mean, he just doesn't have that type of demeanor. I think about him, but he'll he'll do it. Yeah. But he doesn't he doesn't do it enough, and he. He gets himself in some bad situations. Yeah,
1: I mean McAvoy will do it too, but he doesn't do it enough. Like he doesn't do it enough. No, none of them do, it, do it. None of them do it enough. And no. and I and I don't know if it's just like you, you're, they're trying to preserve their kind of you know, preserve themselves over the course of the season. Like it's really really hard. And we talked about this with with about Milan Lucic before. It's really really hard to play an entire season of just banging guys oh, every shift yeah. all right. the time, fighting guys every night. Yes. Like you, can, you can't keep that up you can't. for an entire season. So no. you don't expect guys like McAvoy to do that the entire regular season. No. You know, you, yeah, maybe in big games you have your moments. You'll do that. But when the playoffs come around, man— yeah. You need to do that every game, every, every night. Game. It has to be there. Every game. It has to be there every yeah, night. It's the physical
0: it's not just the running the guy through the boards. No. It's the it's the face washing the guy and just being nasty. A little bit of cross check behind the play, like just being nasty. Yeah. Which those other guys would in two thousand eleven, like you said. Like that whole group would do that. You know, and this group doesn't do that. And it's an, it's a good point. Like it's a it's something that I mean. We talked about heaviness and stuff, and, yeah. and, and people like the Bruins fans will say, we need bigger defensemen. Well, we have some big defensemen. They don't play a certain way. It's not really about being right. super huge. Yeah. It's about being a, a prick. Like, even Aaron Eckblad has, has shown that he can be prickly and, and yeah. douchey. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's done it. Like, yeah. So you have to have guys willing to do that, and, and the Bruins don't. So it's a valid point that if you compare the defensive groups from 11 and now, it's much different. It's much different. And I think that's – I think you hit it on the head. I think that's the difference. That's what they need. It's
1: not the – we need six three two twenty five. Well, the, yeah, because that's we we they have, have that. That's the thing. Like Lind- Lindholm's Lindholm six, six four, Kylo yeah, Lindholm's yeah. six four or whatever. Yeah. Kylo's six six. But he doesn't, play, you know, like McAvoy's six, 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 six one, you know, yeah. whatever four but six three or four. Like those yeah. guys are big. Those are big. But they, yeah. but and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll I will say this though: Brandon Kylo played that way more in this playoff than he ever had before, and he I did. thought he was one of the best defensemen the Bruins had in that series.
0: Yeah, and that's because that's what you need. Exactly. And he was willing to do it, and and that's good. If he can continue to do that, and maybe he even proved to himself they can do it, which is is it possible. Yeah. So and he, you're right. He consistently from game one to game seven, he was he was their best defenseman. I thought so. You know, I, I thought so too. And he gets a lot of grief, but he did a lot of the things that Lindholm didn't do and Orlov didn't do, and you know, Grizzly can't really do and mm-hmm. Clifton can't really do like he in four boards doesn't do. So he, he uh, I think that's I think you're right, though. I think that's that's what it is, is that we're losing the, the Bruins are losing the teams who have defensive groups who do that mm-hmm. and they don't. Right. And that's that's a big big, big part of it. Yeah. So I
1: th- I think that was a very long winded, uh, Max, yeah. <laughs>
0: Max, <course>?
1: okay, <laughs> Max Domi. Uh, but, uh, Ben Bender number one, let's clean this up. Jamie Ben. i a bender. Yeah. I mean, speaking yeah, of, it, speaking what, of guys what, what, that, are that, uh, that, you know, are a little bit nasty, Jamie Ben yeah. with, uh, with the cross check to the to the neck and, yeah. and uh, well,
0: you know what? He fell. He fell. Sure, it was, it was unfortunate. Yeah, it was It was. He fell down with his stick in a, a parallel to the ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just happened to be that someone's neck was right there. Yeah, which is uh, you know too bad. But uh, then he got in his car and left. You know, yeah. Because, uh, There's a an captain odd, for you. An odd situation.
1: Yeah. yeah. There's a captain he for just you. Just I'm gonna left. drive away.
0: Yeah, I just left. Yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna go.
1: I'm not gonna answer answer for my, my yeah leg. for my bullshit. I'm gonna. I'm just yeah. gonna drive away. Yeah. That was, that was just, that was like ridiculous. Like,
0: he, I mean, he could have hurt that guy. I mean, that was ridiculous. I can't, like, I right can't, yeah. In
1: plain sight. I mean, I can't imagine anybody on the Bruins, um, not that would do something like that, but would, would drive away afterwards. Wouldn't and answer. Drive away. You know, yeah. they but would, they, you know, you do something that's dumb, that stupid, that dumb. And then to not stand there and, and own up to it and be like, look, I made a mistake. Yeah. I made a mistake yeah. and it cost a team. You know, I'll be yeah. better next game. Like that's yeah. all anybody wants. I said that before that's with the dark. Mitchell uh Mitchell Miller thing. Like yeah. just right. fucking own it. Yeah, just something. be like, we made a mistake. It was a dumb thing to do. We shouldn't have signed the guy. You know, if you do if you just stand up and own it. There's right. only so much that people can say about you. Right. You can't argue with someone who won't argue. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, if they say, yeah, if somebody yeah. was like, that was a dumb thing to do. And you go, yes, it yeah. was. That yeah. was my fault. Like, I shouldn't have done like, uh, it. Then what are they going to say after that? Fight. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to fight. I wanted to fist fight. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, right. yeah. after that, I there's nothing they can say to you. Right. If right. you agree with them, if they're like, that was stupid, you cost your team. Yeah, it was. I did. Yeah, it was. Then yeah. what do they say? Yeah. So just own it, buddy. Just own it. Yeah. It's just really, it was drives really me nuts, really dumb. drives yeah, me really mu- nuts. Uh, well, Hey, we had an
0: interesting poll a couple okay. of days ago. <laughs> so I, uh, I, had, I, saw this somewhere. Um, I was just sort of trying to do some research on potential trade partners and so forth. And I saw this potential deal of the flames getting Lena Selmark, Jake DeBrusque and Matt Grizzlick, and the Bruins getting Eli, uh, Elias uh, Lindholm Tyler Toffoli, and Nikita Zadarov. Um, and the money works. I, I actually looked up all the contracts just to see if the money works. Now, there is a, you know, the, the 16 team, uh, no trade list that Almack would have to submit. So we had this poll. Yes or no, if you're a Bruins fan, would you do this deal? And no was 72%, and yes was 28% out of 813 votes. And there were Flames fans who were pissed off. <laughs> yes, <there> they were. <laughs> there were Bruins fans who wouldn't do the deal when it clearly favors the Bruins.
1: I don't, I don't, the Bruins fans who would not this, do this deal, I do not understand you. I don't I, get it. I don't yeah. understand it because that Elias Lindholm is a number one center in this league. Number one. So yep. if you get him, you are set at number one center for many years. Yes. Bergeron comes back, he slides right into the number two hole, you're, you're good. Sure. You know, right. so I don't understand. on that alone, you should do the trade. Never yes. mind, you get a guy like Tyler tafoli with Stanley Cup experience that scored 34 goals last year and had 73 yep. points, which right. would have been second <laughs> best on your team behind Passonac. So yes. let's not pretend like getting Lindholm and tafoli alone wouldn't be enough in the deal. Never yes. mind getting you know, a defenseman that will knock your head off. So yeah. any Bruins no fan who wouldn't do this trade, I don't know what to tell you. You should yeah. root for a different team because you don't know well, what sure. you're talking about.
0: You're either in love with Jake DeBrusque or, or you think that Linus Almark, you're, you're in love with the goalie who got hot this year and had a ridiculous year. But we just talked about goalies. We just talked about how it's hit or miss and it's flip a coin and it's whatever. And he's 29 and you, you have Swayman, who you drafted, it's mm-hmm. Like twenty four or whatever the hell he is, yep. twenty five, and you, and you have to pay him, <laughs> so you can't pay both. So I, I think that this would be a terrific deal, and it, uh, and it's just funny how two fan bases can see it completely differently. Like the Flames fans are right; like they don't want to get rid of Lindholm. No, you know that's a, That's like a, that's a really that's a top number one center. They have this young kid goaltender. Their goalie stink. Markstrom makes six million a year. That was an overpay for a guy who yeah. had a less than 900 save percentage.
1: Both him um, and, and Vladar had less, and under Vladar 900 stinks. save percentage. Yeah, yeah, they both stink. So that was a big reason why they – because they had a good team. That was a yeah. big reason why they didn't do well.
0: Sure. Um, so on the surface, it looks like they need a goaltender, but they probably want to wait for the young guy. But the Bruins fans <laughs> who just came out and was like, oh, no way in hell. Well, why? Yeah. Do you do any research? Do you watch yeah. the teams? Yeah. Like, do you do anything else but – but just watch Jake DeBrusque with your schmenza in your hand. Like, I don't
1: understand. Like,
0: I don't get it.
1: I don't, I don't like, understand. I don't get it. You don't know what yeah, you're talking about. If you wouldn't do that trade, you have no idea what you're talking about. That's all I'll no, say. I, That's all I, I'll say.
0: I, I, agreed. Agreed. Um, all right. Uh, just a reminder, the calendar for the Bruins season, June 28 and 29 is the NHL draft. July 1st, free agency begins. That'll be a hoot. Uh, July 3rd to the 7th is the development camp. Uh, September 13th to eighteen is the rookie camp. And then September twenty the training camp opens. And you see what the Blackhawks are doing when they're doing all off-ice rookie development? They came up with a, they're going to do off-ice, no on-ice rookie development. It's all going to be like, you know, classroom stuff and like, Weight stuff and like how to be a professional stuff. And of course, they've had some,
1: you know, some really, well, I mean, really terrible do, times. Do you want to talk about how to be a professional? I think maybe yeah. they should have the whole, whole organization sitting in on that right, right, meeting. Right, right. <laughs> maybe right. some, there might be some other other people there that need to uh, to yeah. figure that out as maybe well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they doing they all off all yeah off, get everybody stuff. everybody that's yeah. ever put the everybody, everybody ever put a black Hawk sweater on get into that yeah. meeting figure yeah, it out that's that's what they're doing yeah that's so, that's uh, interesting i mean the bruins do a bunch of off ice stuff too but they do on yeah. ice too but do on ice yeah, yeah. and uh, I so mean,
0: i you know i, I guess they you know saying like you know they play a lot of hockey like i mean hockey players play hockey that's what they do um yeah. so but it is it is interesting. Uh, all right. Go to InsideTheRink.com for Bruins Benders merchandise. Follow us at Bruins Benders on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe to the Inside the Rink YouTube page to see our episodes on there. Please rate and review on Apple. And subscribe and follow on the podcast platforms. Sign up for ESPN Plus at InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN. And download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ITR. We will be back again next week with Mariners coach Terrence Wallen. Thanks a lot for listening, and have a great week, everybody. Go Bruins.
1: Thanks a lot. Mm, Bye-bye.